0: Okay, here I go. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Jamie. And this is how to save the world. (laughs) Hi everybody, Megan here with your Friday news briefing. Today is Friday, January 29th, 2021. And here is your news for this week. On Wednesday of this week, exactly a week after President Biden signed the executive order on protecting public health and the environment and restoring science to tackle the climate crisis, the administration dedicated the day to outlining their plans to address the climate crisis. The key component of the day was an executive order signed by the president titled Executive Order on Tackling the Climate Crisis at Home and Abroad. President Biden's plans include the implementation of sustainable infrastructure and renewable energy technologies that will lead to the creation of nearly one million jobs. In terms of vehicles, the administration is promising a move towards electric vehicles, 500,000 new electric vehicle charging stations, and not only a return to the Obama-era vehicle emission standards, but a set of new standards that will set the bar even higher to reduce vehicle emissions. The executive order also calls for government vehicles at the federal, state, and local levels to be zero emissions, including all United States Postal Service vehicles. The order calls for an increase in renewable energy technology development on public lands and offshore sites and pauses oil and gas leases on public lands and offshore sites, a step to mark the commitment to move away from fossil fuels and create a 100% clean electricity sector by 2035. In terms of economic promises, the order calls for the elimination of fossil fuel subsidies by way of federal funding and instead states that federal funding be used to promote clean energy innovation, commercialization and infrastructure projects. While many of the components of the executive order are designed to reduce emissions, transition to renewable energy technologies, and transition away from fossil fuels, we live in a reality where a lot of damage has already been done. And this order takes that into account by establishing a climate action plan that will help communities, cities, and territories prepare for the consequences of climate change and develop plans and strategies to adapt and increase resiliency. Conservation and job creation go hand in hand in the executive order with the creation of the Civilian Climate Corps, which will establish this initiative to hire the next generation of climate stewards by creating training and job opportunities in the restoration of public lands and waters, community adaptation and planning, reforestation, carbon sequestration, biodiversity protection, and other measures where people can actively participate and make a living by addressing climate change. There are a few items of the executive order that have been touched on less in the media that I'd like to address. While this executive order and the executive order last week both paved the way for meaningful action to combat climate change and prevent future damage associated with emissions, It also addresses the fact that a transition away from fossil fuels means putting people at risk of losing work and their livelihoods. This order calls for the Interagency Working Group, which was established in last week's executive order, to coordinate efforts to create opportunities in renewable energy technologies for people who work in the coal, oil and gas industries, and power plant industries, and to help revitalize the communities losing work and opportunity in those sectors. Additionally, the executive order demands that communities that have been disproportionately affected by climate change be among the first to receive economic and job opportunities created from these efforts to combat climate change. This order recognizes that environmental justice is a key component to solving the climate crisis and to helping the people that have been overburdened by the negative impacts. One of the most promising elements about the order is that it calls on multiple agencies, departments, and key figures to work together to solve this crisis. The idea seems to be that if all hands are on deck, we might have a shot of seeing the other side of this. You can read the executive order in its entirety in the show notes section of our website. In another meaningful push to reduce emissions, General Motors announced on Thursday that it would begin to work to phase out petroleum-based vehicles in order to meet their goal to sell only zero-emissions vehicles by 2035. It's really meaningful for a large automotive company to make this move because it raises the bar for vehicle emission standards and puts pressure on other large manufacturers to meet the moment with their own clean energy technologies. While the executive orders signed in these last two weeks have been incredibly meaningful, former President Donald Trump made substantial strides to oppose these efforts during his time in office. We've talked about his environmental rollbacks and his administration was responsible for selling oil and gas leases for fossil fuel drilling that may still have to be honored per their contracts. I'll be paying close attention to those developments in the coming weeks, and I'll be back next week with your Friday news briefing. So until then, stay safe, stay healthy, keep wearing your masks, and let's keep saving the world.